Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Head of Content here at EM360, and I'm your host on today's podcast. So make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you go for your podcasting fix. Now on today's episode, I'm being joined by Chad McDonald, who is the Chief of Staff at Radiant Logic. Chad is here to talk about the challenges of identity sprawl and how this can cause headaches for executives. So Chad, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. It's going to be a good topic of conversation today. But before we delve into the questions, would you mind just letting our listeners know a little bit about yourself and Radiant Logic? Sure. I'm Chad McDonald. I'm Chief of Staff here at Radiant Logic. I also have responsibility for information security. Uh, I've been in the information security space for well over 20 years at this point uh, and worked with a lot of organizations helping either build or, or uh, evolve their information security programs. Uh, Radiant Logic has been in business for well over 20 years now uh, in the virtual directory space, helping to solve identity problems uh, for enterprise organizations. Amazing. I'm sure you guys are very busy with that kind of line of work. So uh, great to kind of have you on. And I'm excited to kind of delve into this area. You know, we've done a fair few topics on identity sprawl, but I'm excited to kind of hear your perspective of the challenges and what kind of issues this is causing for executives. But I think it's always important to start these podcasts for, you know, we've got long-time cybersecurity experts, we've got new people coming to the show. So let's just kind of define what we're going to be talking about in today's topic. So what is identity sprawl and why do companies really need to be aware of it? Sure. So if you think about your organization, Typically, most organizations are going to have anywhere from dozens to potentially hundreds of applications or identity sources within their enterprise. It can be in terms of Active Directory or LDAP or databases or individual cloud applications or even old school on-premise mainframes, any number of sources. You know, coming from the information security space has always been a particular challenge for me, uh, trying to get my hands on not just where identities live, but, you know, who the identities are and are they actually aligned to the people in chairs. Uh, so, you know, that, that's my understanding and definition of sort of identity sprawl. Uh, as we, we grow our organization to either add applications or expand business units or do mergers, uh, the number of identities typically grows exponentially uh, and the identity sources grows commensurate. Uh, it, it becomes an evolving challenge uh, is probably the nicest way to put it for, uh, for technology and security leaders. I was going to say, we're going to keep seeing that growth, aren't we? This is something that's going to keep happening for a lot of organizations. So it's definitely something that uh, organizations need to be aware of and how to kind of tackle it effectively and make sure that everything stays in line. So you're very magnanimous there saying um, about how it should be viewed, but let's talk about some of these challenges, some of these pain points of identity schools that businesses might be facing? What is it about this identity and access management issue that's causing such a headache for executives at the moment? Sure. Again, my pedigree is largely in information security. Uh, so we'll start with start with that. You know, primarily it's a security concern. Um, the more identities I have, the more identity sources I have, that's the more risk of the organization. Uh, typically what I see uh, with, or, with large enterprises is you have called ghost users or stale users, users that either don't exist in reality, uh, but they still have access to systems or users who haven't logged in in forever and present a, uh, 
an ongoing security risk. We don't know what's happening with that account. Beyond that, there's the opportunity for uh, you know these accounts to be used for nefarious purposes and becomes a, a you know security burden uh, that you're it constantly grows with with each new identity or identity source that's added. Uh, it pres- identity sprawl presents a challenge around administrative overhead. More identities and identity sources. These are obviously places that anytime a user is added, changed, deleted, whatever. You've got to go back to each of these different identity sources and make changes for that user. So if you have 20 identity sources, you've got to make 20 different changes potentially. Uh, So if you have hundreds of identity sources, you can see how this becomes a growing problem. Extending that beyond sort of just administrative overhead and security, you have, frankly, business friction. I'm sure we've all had situations at, at our employers where we have multiple logins to systems uh, it becomes taxing on the individual user. On a customer basis, it can be taxing for customers as well. I have um, you know, one financial system that I use, I have four different logins for. It's still me. It's still the one business that I, <laughs> that I use their services, but I've got a number of different logins depending on what I'm trying to do. And then there's licensing calls. This is one that typically goes sort of unnoticed. Uh, there's an opportunity, particularly in the merger and acquisition scenario, where uh, organizations can pay for multiple licenses for an individual user simply because identities exist in different disconnected systems. Uh, so there's there's some cost savings that can be recovered there as well. That's very interesting in terms of how, as you were saying, uh, those licensing costs and, and the mergers and everything like that. I'm just I want to pick on that in a little bit and maybe a little bit later, but also is this an issue that is affecting say our larger enterprise organizations or does this filter down to kind of SMBs as well? It's really all over the place, but quite honestly, the more complex and the larger the organization, whether that's geographically dispersed or, you know, a franchise situation where you have a corporate entity and hundreds or thousands of different franchisees, Larger organizations typically have exponentially more challenge around this just because of the the vast quantity of of identity data out there. SMBs have the problem, but it's obviously at a smaller scale. Mm, Very true, very true. Um, So in terms of that licensing cost, let's just touch on that a little bit more. You were saying that obviously this happens when mergers and acquisitions happen, you've got disconnected systems and it just it's easier. Where does this kind of idea come from? Is it just a case of... If we just do it this way, we're going to save ourselves a headache uh, versus doing it maybe the proper way, if there is a proper way of doing it. Um, where does that kind of idea come from of this this licensing cost idea? So it, it really is about speed, right? So uh, I can give sort of an anecdotal example of, of a merger that I was part of. One organization bought a number of different businesses, merged those organizations together uh, from a business perspective. However, uh, no one in organization A could talk to organization B, C, D, E, or F. <laughs> so we had a situation where we were creating multiple identities. So uh, organization A, you had an email address. Organization B, you had an email address, et cetera, so that organizations could talk and do business with each other. It was very disconnected. Uh, and so what we ended up having to do as far as licensing costs is pay for you know, multiple email accounts or multiple identity accounts, depending on the system, uh, across these disparate sort of siloed organizations. If we had an identity you know, solution that were consolidated across the, the sort of sprawl of those uh, acquired companies, you know, we could have saved 
potentially 4x on uh, on licenses. We would have bought one license for a user rather than five licenses for uh, for a single user. Uh, but it all really comes down to time. It's not a technology challenge. We can get from point A to, to you know the, the happy place, so to speak. Uh, but doing it quickly becomes a challenge, and many organizations just choose to take the license hit uh, rather than looking at solving sort of the consolidated identity problem. Mm, okay, that, that makes sense. And, and what a headache, you know, to kind of deal with all of those different licenses, the emails, it must be an absolute nightmare. So let, let's talk about some some solution areas around here then, because obviously, Radiant Logic, you guys champion the power of identity data fabric, unification for kind of combating these identity sprawls and kind of making everything a lot more clearer and more succinct. So walk us through how exactly that technology helps. Can, can you elaborate more on the technicalities of it? Sure, sure. So let, let's think about sort of a, an example scenario. You've got an organization with disparate identity sources. Where they can be, again, on-premise, in the cloud, uh, multiple Active Directory uh, domains. And for this business to function effectively, users have to be able to talk across all these systems. They have to be able to access all of, all of these systems uh, you know, with, with no friction there. Uh, so what Radiant Logic is able to do with our identity fabric solution is connect all of these systems, whether they're cloud, again, on-premise, uh, legacy systems, uh, whatever the databases, whatever the case may be, we can connect all of those systems. Then uh, we are able to provide an abstraction or virtualization layer so that uh, a user can really go wherever they need to go, communicate how they need to communicate. We can create various sort of virtualized identity um, caches, if you will, so that uh, users of, say, a mainframe, we can create a, a cache for just mainframe users so uh, they can access what they need to access but not provide access to everyone at the organization as a whole to that you know, mainframe system. So it's really about uh, containment in some scenarios uh, for some of the legacy systems. That's, a, that's an additional feature there. But really, it's about the virtualization across the entire identity I guess, footprint uh, and being able to map those identities across systems very fluidly. Yeah, so important, especially when we obviously talk about this access requirements and having legacy systems in place. Everyone is going to be set up differently and it's going to be so important to make sure that that is mapped within the organization. It's not just going to be a, you know, stick a plaster over it and there you go. We've got to make sure that everything is working correctly. So when we're kind of elaborating on that a little bit further you know we've talked about obviously the stresses that are there we've talked about how you guys bring in the the data fabric uh, unification element of it so what is the best way for organizations listening to this going yeah okay that kind of sounds like something we need to be focusing on so how do they go about implementing identity data fabric in order to reduce that iam and the identity sprawl stress i guess is the best way to put it Sure, sure. Uh, and some of this is going to be just straight up project management, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> always the basics, isn't it? Uh, so uh, again, coming out of the security space, one of the things that organizations really have to do from a regulatory perspective is get a handle on identity. Uh, GDPR has really forced that conversation really effectively globally. Uh, so doing an identity or data inventory across your entire organization, understanding where data lives or where identity lives and in what systems is really foundational to rolling out any, any identity platform, period. Uh, so 
again, framing your footprint, so to speak, for your identity sources is sort of step one. Beyond that, there, there's a need to really identify the parameters for what you're trying to achieve with your identity system. Are you trying to get a global identity for, you know, uh, let's say, Max across 15 different systems? Uh, we, we've aggregated all the attributes associated with your identity. Are we trying to account for systems that are periodically offline? Uh, so think of a cruise ship or something where you might have uh, intermittent access to data and you've still got to provide authentication and authorization for sort of a disconnected type identity store. And beyond that, do we need to account for high availability or, you know, what are the other parameters that are really going to define what we need to achieve with our identity system? So at this point, you've got your footprint where your identity lives. You've got the parameters for what you're trying to achieve with your identity uh, fabric. Uh, Then you start shopping for a technology that fits the problem that you have and the solution that you need. Uh, this is where I see a lot of organizations fail, and this is not an identity problem. This is not a really specific to any one technology, but there's typically a, a tendency for many organizations to find a problem for a technology <laughs> rather than find a technology that fits the problem they're trying to solve. And I can't advocate this enough, but find a technology that fits the problem that you're trying to solve. And there's probably not a silver bullet out there for every organization, but find the technology that fits best for your organization and, and leverage that to sort of, uh, you know, move beyond sort of where you are today. hundred percent. We, you know, we see it all the time and it, it is very much a case of understanding that problem within the organization. And again, as you said at the start, it comes back to that project management. It comes back to understanding where you're heading and then you find the right tech for that kind of solution. So I think that's a very important message that people should have in their head at, at all times going forward. So just to kind of wrap up the conversation here, we, we, we've covered a lot of different areas and we've kind of talked about the problems and the solutions. And it's interesting to see how kind of Radiant Logic is playing your part in kind of making sure that this issue is reduced as much as possible and we're reducing those headaches going forward. So maybe to wrap up, to kind of get this clearer in people's heads, could you give us a case study example? You don't have to name names, of course, but just of how Radiant Logic's intelligent identity data platform is really benefiting companies' identity management process. Sure. Uh, and, and I'll use an example, uh, again, without naming names, it's sort of close to my heart. It's, it's uh, our, our sort of merger and uh, acquisition scenario, if you will, uh, without naming naming customers. So I've lived this one, so I understand the pain very acutely. <laughs> uh, so imagine, if you will, you, you've just acquired one or more organizations uh, that you want to merge with your, your primary company. Typically, these other organizations are already going to have some type of identity platform, whether it's AD or whether it's multiple systems, uh, and they've had no consolidated plan around, uh, you know, building identity platform for themselves. And they just have these, you know, cloud systems, on-prem systems, et cetera, pretty much sort of what I call the worst case scenario for identity. It's just a lot of siloed, disconnected systems. So this has just joined your organization. Uh, We've had an organization that's done that. Uh, They leveraged Radiant Logic to connect to all of the, not only the existing identity platform, so Active Directory, but also all of the acquired organization's disparate Uh, identity sources. Again, on-prem, cloud, all of that was connected. We created a global identity for all of the aggregated users in a virtual directory. So again, this is the, uh, all the attributes associated with, say, me, uh, Chad McDonald, 
uh, across all of these systems, across all organizations, et cetera. So they had, there was one picture of Chad McDonald with no duplication of identity. Uh, and I had just a real clear, almost fingerprint for what my identity was across these organizations. As far as that goes, uh, we needed to provide access across all of these systems so that I could speak to whatever systems are in the acquired organization, uh, whatever those may be. I had to account for that as well. And you know, the, the technology that we, we offer actually allowed that to happen very seamlessly. Excellent. That's, that's such great to hear in terms of how it makes life so much easier when you kind of have that process in place and when you kind of bring in, again, bringing in that technology to solve that solution. So, Chad, thank you very much for coming on today's episode, walking us through all of this, and hopefully we've given uh, people a lot to think about. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. The pleasure was all mine. It was uh, great to have you on. And thank you, everyone, who took the time to listen to this episode. We hope you took a lot away from our discussion. But if you are looking for more information on what we discussed, and the best place you can head to is, of course, radiantlogic.com. That's radiantlogic.com. We'll, of course, be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, you can join the conversation at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. Subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. And, of course, for more great daily content, head on over to EM360Tech.com. Oh.